Hello, and welcome to another edition of Conversations and Connections. We're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency, and with me today we have one of our counselors, Matthew Craven, is with us. Hey, Matt. Good afternoon. <laughs> or good morning, or good evening, depending on when, uh, whenever you're listening, right? Um, well, today, it, this has been probably a few weeks back, you know, we was trying to think of some uh, different topics to uh, talk about on the podcast, and one of our, um, uh, one of the folks here at the agency mentioned mindfulness meditation and maybe a way of uh, utilizing mindfulness to cope with um, PTSD or just really just be- being beneficial for your day to day life, and maybe someone who is experiencing some uh, trauma or some stress in their life, and so. Uh, Matt just happens to, uh, to know a little bit about that, right? Uh, I do. I do know a little, quite a, quite a little bit. Um, <laughs> there is uh, a lot of, uh, <laughs> one of the things that our clients often struggle with is being in the here and now. Um, it can be very anxiety inducing in and of itself Yeah. because they often want to live in the past rehashing things that may have happened to them. Um, that were life-threatening or maybe just a blow to their to their egos. Yeah. Um, so we really work di- uh, diligently to find ways for them to be rooted in the present. And mindfulness is actually a really great way to do this. Well, let's I guess let's first for for anyone who may not be familiar with that term, mm-hmm. uh, what are we talking about when when we talk about mindfulness meditation? What exactly is that? Okay. So here's an analogy that I will use for this. Imagine, is, if you will, you were at a park and you were sitting on a bench and the park is your mind. You are only, you're not interacting with anything going on. You are simply observing what's going on in the vicinity of your, of your vision in the park. Um, you'll notice things and thoughts and feelings and you can attribute words to them but you don't necessarily act on them. You're just kind of being mindful of what is going on right then in that moment. Okay. All right. And, and I'll uh, full disclosure up front. I have dabbled in mindfulness uh, from, from time to time. And just as an observation, uh, one of the things I struggle with is being able to clear the mind and not Mm. let random thoughts come in, you know, when right. they say you're supposed to kind of start with a blank slate and try not to think about, uh, anything. And then all of a sudden you start thinking, did I lock the door behind me at work today? Did I, right. what, <laughs> you know, or, or something like that. Uh, uh, but I like the concept and we'll, we'll talk about that. But when we talk about mindfulness meditation, how does that differ from other forms of meditation? When we talk about meditation, I'm assuming there's other different forms, but what, how does that, how how does mindfulness differ from other forms? It's a great question. And one of the ways I like to differentiate it between other forms is that, um, you'll often, one of the things I'll often associate with meditation is some form of mantra where you have to repeat a phrase over to yourself 
Yeah. And that's one way. Um, mindfulness is more about, it's not about making intentions. It's not about um, trying to concentrate on an image. It's just really focusing on whatever it is that you're experiencing in that moment. Um, and with once you identify what that is, and it's a feeling that you're maybe or may not be comfortable with, like what you said a moment ago, like some kind of thoughts like, oh, did I do this or did I do that? Um, focusing, trying to root something back on something else. Like, for example, uh, one of the things I'll often tell clients to do, uh, it's called grounding or mindfulness. They're very similar um, to just take, uh, take their literal uh, arms of their chair if they have them. Um, if not, then there's other options too. But uh, if you have arms in your chair, just to grasp them as hard as you can and ground yourself into that and notice the feeling that you have in your, um, in the tension in your hand between the arms and what that feels like and really paying attention to that instead of those feelings that you may have or thoughts that are going through your mind yeah. um, and really focusing in on that so you can really um, stay rooted in the present versus the future, um, where a lot of people often live, um, or for you know, lots of the clients that we serve in the past, where there are a lot of memories that are very difficult for them to get out of or to escape. So is, is mindfulness something that you do recommend to a lot of uh, our clients that you see? Oh, absolutely. Um, that is one of, I would say, argue one of the cornerstones of trauma-informed therapy. Okay. Um, reason being is we have to help clients get back on the here and now so that they can understand how to impact the future and not because what we they'll often do is they'll think a lot about what's going on in the past. Um, they get entrenched in it, and that frames every decision they make towards the future. And if we can't help them get rooted right there then in the moment. Um, it's hard for them to think about any future other than that. Um, and it often doesn't, it comes with a lot of uh, mixed results. Um, okay. Sometimes it's hard for people to get out of the past. They may not be ready to approach um, the, what's going on here in the moment because it's unsettling. Right, right. So one of the things I was, I was kind of wanting to, to ask you about is mindfulness or any other types of meditation do you think sometimes when you suggest this to your clients do do they are they kind of taken aback a little bit and i guess what i mean is you know a lot of people look at meditation and its mm -hmm. eastern roots and they right. may not be comfortable with that uh do you have some people that are kind of reluctant to try it well that's a, a great it's excellent question um the truth of the matter is uh, we've been practicing mindfulness um, in a lot of different disciplines for a long time. It's just been called something else. Uh, so it's not necessarily, it does have the roots in you know, Eastern um, ideas, but it's been slowly transformed into something that it's become today. Uh, for example, when this was a big movement with Weight Watchers, um, this is the Thing that uh, my supervisor, Dr. Choate, and I talk about all the time uh, when we're talking about mindfulness is they just call that's what they were using in order to help them make choices to kind of avert okay. things that might be harmful to them that might, right. be, might be not beneficial for them to lo ultimately lose weight. Um, so that's one way, but focusing on in the here and now, 
Um, one other thing that people will often do is kind of associate with that. Um, when they eat something, describing those flavors to themselves. And in a strange way, it kind of promotes them to not overeat because it's something that they're really focusing on tasting and experiencing it versus just satiating a feeling of hunger. Okay. Does that make, I don't know if that makes sense or not. No, no, that, that, that that's fine. So why would someone want to utilize mindfulness? Uh, I guess, what's the purpose? You kind of explained what it is. Mm-hmm. How does that help someone cope with stress? Does that, am I making sense now? I'm going yeah. to kind of turn that question around on you now. Yeah. Or why would someone want to u- utilize mindfulness, I guess? Lots, anyone who has a very large amount of work, anyone who has a busy schedule, um, Anyone who has children, um, even one child, can really make and impact a lot of decisions, and it can really take us away from the future or thinking about the present. It puts us in the future or puts us in the past. Okay. Um, really helps to kind of clear our mind and help us remember things. Um, it can help reduce anxiety uh, to help manage a lot of things that may seem at one originally chaotic and suddenly, you know, makes sense, um, helps you make really well-informed decisions, um, gives you that platform to do that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one of, one of my thoughts about meditation, and I know it probably depends on what form that you're practicing and, and, and even in mindfulness, there may be different ways of practicing this. Is it, is this something that someone can practice themselves, or is it best to be guided by someone else? And even if that person, is, even if that someone else is not in person, if it's, I'm dating myself, I start to say a tape, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some kind of a program or a recording where they hear someone guiding them, or can they do it by themselves? Is there a more effective method? One of the great benefits of mindfulness is that it doesn't take a lot of uh, equipment or anything. You don't necessarily need uh, another person to guide you. You may, to get going, um, it can help. Um, there's a few things that I, I'm going to recommend. But it, one of, that's one of the best things is that it doesn't really require a whole lot. It just really could be something as simple as you scanning your feelings in your body from all the way, just noticing what, how you feel from head all yeah. the way down to your feet. So kind of going along that same line about being guided or or doing this by yourself, you know, it seems like today there's an app for anything and everything Everything. that you (laughs) can imagine. Are there apps out there that people can download to help them with this? Yeah. So I found these from a website, which is, if you want to learn more about this, called mindful.org, that... These are the five, and the best thing about these is that they all have an, a non-paid uh, feature, so you can access them completely for free. Uh, they all have different focuses, or they're created by um, some different schools of thought. Uh, the first one is called Insight Timer. Uh, it is got a large library. It says it has over 80,000 guided meditations. Um, they focus on things like stress, relationships, healing, sleep, creativity, and uh, one of the kind of the glaze of all mental health issues is anxiety. Um, 
these uh, they're pretty approachable. Um, the one that I have experience with is I don't know that it's on this list, but Calm. You may have may not have seen a YouTube ad for that. Um, people often use that for sleep, uh, which is also a really great benefit of mindfulness if you're having a lot of restlessness while before or after okay. sleep, or perhaps you may wake up from something unsettling. It could be another benefit to, to kind of practice and get back to sleep, um, to clear your head and just to make those observations. But some other ones that are on here, um, this is called smiling mind. Um, it is a mind, it's not for profit. Uh, it has several hundred meditations. Um, it keeps you engaged. Uh, they have it structured into four programs, uh, mindful foundations, sleep, uh, something called digital detox, which I imagine would be screen related. Um, screen, if you are constantly looking at a screen, yeah, yeah. Uh, stress management, um, and you can jump between any of those and they range anywhere from five to 15 minutes. Um, some even have practices of up over 45 minutes, um, really fits into anyone's schedule, whatever you are able to access. Um, there's an option just about for everybody. Uh, the next one is called My Life Meditation. Um, this you have to kind of navigate a little bit to access the free activities, but they are indeed there. Um, this one is more, they describe it as deliberate. Um, there is a, a section if you're new to meditation and you've never done it before, you could actually just learn. They have a section called Learn to Meditate, um, and it'll explain a little more in detail why uh, mindfulness is beneficial and how yeah. it may help you. Um, the next one, uh, this was created by the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA. Uh, it's called UCLA Mindful. Um, it was developed by the Mindful Awareness Research Center, and it has over a dozen meditations. And the, one of the great benefits of this is that it has it in dual languages, both English and Spanish. Um, and lastly, uh, this one is called Healthy Minds Program. Uh, it's available on both um, iOS and Android platforms. Um, it helps you develop specific skills for a healthy mind. Strength, um, it says here, and I quote, strengthening mental focus, decreasing stress, and growing resilience, compassion, and better immune health. Um, okay. I believe I, if when people are want, maybe wondering, when you say immune health, how could it do that? Well, if you're sleeping better, you have more opportunities to have a better chance to recover from illness. And what do they always say for immunity? get rest. Bed rest is the, right. kind of the big solution. So that helps you get to sleep okay. and stay asleep and then ultimately feel better. And all of that is available. Uh, that information is it's mindful.org, right? Yes, that's correct. And I'll put a link to this on, on our show notes. Uh, whenever I post the podcast, I'll, I'll make sure our, to put mindful.org there in the description. So uh, people will have a link to that. Uh, Matt, what I would like to do, you know, we've been talking about this and I was wondering if it would be okay with you if we just kind of did a, a very brief session just to kind of explain yeah. what mindfulness is and, uh, um, and, uh, kind of get, uh, somewhat a taste of kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, most definitely. Um, the key emphasis again on mindfulness is that it's very deliberate. Um, these things you may be practicing every day already. You People will create their own strategies. Uh, this exercise is called the three-minute breathing space. Um, it's divided into three minutes, and every minute you are doing something different. Um, if you'd like, you may close your eyes or kind of focus um, kind of a subtle gaze. 
And the first minute is spent on answering the question, rhetorically of course, how am I doing right now? While focusing on feelings, thoughts, and sensations that arise, and trying to give these words and phrases, if you can. And then the second minute is spent on keeping awareness of the breath. Noticing when you are breathing in and when you are breathing out. Don't try to make it a specific pace or a certain amount of holding it. Just solely concentrate on how you're breathing at, that, at this moment in time. And finally, this last minute is used for an expansion of attention outward from the breath, feeling the ways in which your breathing affects the rest of your body. As you're breathing, notice any particular sensations that you may feel in other parts of your body. And then you can begin to refocus your gaze or uh, softly opening your eyes and return to your normal breath. And, you know, one thing I like about this, this was occurring to me, uh, like what we just did. I guess the good thing about mindfulness meditation, you can spend as much time in a session as you want, or as if, if you press for time, what this was, what, three minutes. So if you yeah. just have three minutes to spare, you, someone can do this and um, still get some benefits. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, Matthew Craven, uh, thank you for taking some time. And uh, I think this is... Uh, this can be a very useful tool for anybody that's uh, dealing with some stressful situations in their lives. And if, if you're not stressed out, I think it's sometimes it's good just to, uh, just to kind of refocus yourself and, and everything. Absolutely. It's been a very useful tool, uh, both for myself and for my clients. 
All right. Thank you, Matt. And Matt's also uh, responsible for getting me turned on to uh, Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> its own form of mindfulness in and of itself. So that's that's one of our, our morning questions to each other. Did you do the Wordle yet? Did you do the Wordle yet for today? All right. Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. I appreciate My it. Pleasure. And if you, uh, again, that is mindful.org. And if you have any questions, you can email us at conversationsandconnections at fccet.com. Also, as always, I do want to remind you, if you feel like you uh, need our services of the Family Crisis Center, we do have a toll-free 24-hour-a-day seven-day-a-week hotline, and that number is 1-800-828-7233. That's 1-800-828-SAFE. And be sure to subscribe to Conversations and Connections. You can do that via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or the podcast service of your choice. Remember, as always, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else.